hosts, Fred Slow and Van Nunley. All right, all right, all right, fire them up! It starts right now on The Sports Animal. Good morning, Albuquerque! Holiday season, Van. It's a bowl game today. Where are the Christmas cookies? That's a wonderful question, Vital. My name is Fred Slow. Alongside me, alongside me, my partner in crime, my PIC, my ride till I die. Van Nunley. Good morning, Van Nunley. What's up, Mr. Manfred? What's up, Albuquerque? The ones and twos. What's up, Q? Mike Vital. What's Q? What is that? Is that is that short for Albuquerque? Called you know affectionately Albuquerque. What? The Q. Nah, you know this. Kurke. Oh my gosh. Kurke. That's my new thing. The Duke City. I didn't know that. That's my new thing. Captain, I love that. Captain Kirk with the Q-U-E-R-Q. That, <laughs> that, that last one sounds more like a rap lyric as opposed to a slogan. But yes, I'm in. Captain Kirk, that's a great nickname. It's very good. I, don't, I believe that it is so good that Albuquerque doesn't have it. The, na- the name of the city is so long. It's so long. You could filter out so many awesome nicknames from it. I have an iPhone. When I go to type Albuquerque, it, it doesn't auto finish because it's so long. Oh, so you got to do swipe. You, you talking swipe. about SwiftKey over there? Is that the same thing? Talking about SwiftKey? Oh, is that SwiftKey for the, the Apple people? No, I think that's the right. I don't know what it is. It's probably way different. And you're probably super wrong as usual. But what you do is you swipe your thumb over the keyboard, and then like you start at one letter, and you swipe over the word, and then it just magically pops up. Do you do swipe? Vitale? Yeah, I've done that. Oh, it's so much easier. Two four six zero six one zero. Call us. Give us your T nine stories. Why I say that is Albuquerque is the funnest word to swipe. So listen. like muscle memory wise. Yeah, yeah. Like I do it in my sleep. Like I'm doing it right now. I'm. This is, <laughs> yeah, this he's is, doing it. This is Albuquerque with my thumb. You see that? It look. To, it it's just a circular it, motion. It just now looked to me like you were trying to show me where you lived in the state of Michigan. You were, right. you were doing, like, the, the palm thing. I'm speaking, a, I'm a speaking of Michigan, Central Michigan, Chippewas are at the San Diego State Aztecs today. Are they really? No. They're here at Dream Style Stadium. So we're going to have a big bowl game today, the Symbieta Bowl. Is that right? Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, that's it. That sounds about right, the Symbieta Bowl. So that's going on today. Uh, we're going to be down there playing. So if you're down there playing, come play with us. We're going to be, um, I don't know, just the tallest, handsome, most fun, energetic, outgoing guys there. So be ready for that. Q. Well, you're the tallest. Did you want to hear that Q, I, that Q that I dropped? That's a good one. Okay, thank you. Again, it's the Q, though. Oh, right? shoot. That's the Q. Or LQ. Why L? Where's L coming from? Because of the, the lower Albuquerque? Our rich Spanish heritage. All right, hold up. Not like the L train, like E-L in Spanish, as in <laughs> the article, the... Just showed my ignorance there because I went L like the proper letter instead of the like Hispanic origins, Spanish origins, L. Didn't get that. I'm excited for the New Mexico Bowl today. Let me tell you why. We went last year. Had a good time. We had a good time. We had such a good time. I think I wore this exact same hoodie. So get ready. Part two. I'm doing both. We're going to get down there early. We're going to get there about 9 a.m. And that's when you should get there too, listener, because that's when the tailgate is a kicking off. Whoop, whoop. We're gonna, so we're gonna leave the program. We're gonna we're gonna like the band rush over there, and then we're going to uh, j- uh, just do it. Your boy's getting loose. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's no inhibition today. Three sheets to the wind, as they say. Respectfully. All, I'm gonna first, Here's what I'm going to do dignified first. Dignified adult manner. I'm going to go downtown. I'm going to find one of those little scooters you jump around on. Sure. I'm going to throw it in my trunk. Yeah. Then I'm going to drive to the Symbiota Bowl. Okay. And then I'm going to lose at or near $20 just scootering around the Symbiota Bowl the whole time. And people are going to praise me for my intelligence. You're freestyling this right now, aren't you? Because we did we did not pregame this conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant idea. I'm really into that. How many of these app scooters can I fit in my trunk? Weirdest thing you've ever... The varsity of weird things you've had in your trunk. That's what we're doing at the end of the program today. Varsity of weird things you've had in your trunk. Vital, don't answer. There's a statute of limitations. <laughs> I tell you, watch out. I'm not going to say a word. It, does it have to have a pulse that's it, in the back of your let, trunk? Or? It's the varsity of weird things <laughs> you've put in your truck. Uh, I got a text out to my friend Jeff Simbietta. Hopefully he can uh, find some time as he's running around crazy at the bowl game this morning to call in and give a little preview of what's going on. And if not, we'll do it ourselves. So. I'll tell you what, I've been to all of them, and the heat puts on Jeff Simbietta. An incredible bowl. It's just he's first class. He's an incredible dude, and he does it <laughs> like right. Flat out. And I just love getting out there and supporting. And I pay for my tickets. What? I, yeah, I do. I get them ahead of time because I go with my brother. He's been going forever. He takes his son with him, so we, you know, the three of us go. His son and my brother and I. So it's fun. We I go VIP, which is van is important. So I just tag along to van. Smart. Like. Yeah, so it, you hang on his coat. Yes. Okay. Here on the radio show, he lets me lean a little bit more to the first seat, but in life, I'm definitely the sidekick. This is accurate. This is accurate. And a smart move. <laughs> yeah. On both of our parts. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You got to know, know, know who you're with, know where you're at, know what you're doing. We're doing our decade in review. That's what we know. We're doing that this episode. I got a list of things from the last 10 years that I forgot that I loved. Like, as I was looking back, doing a little research. Good for you. I prepped before I went to bed last night. What is that? Is that sexual? Are you telling, like, a weird joke that I don't get? Well, you interrupted me before I... Oh, show (laughs) prep. You interrupted me before I finished. Ooh. Yeah, I finished the Star Wars saga earlier this week, Vital. Ooh, last night for me. Hold on. Let me unzip this. Is this good radio? Oh. Got my Millennium Falcon shirt on. That's what I'm going to wear around ah, today. Show my go. fandom. Well, because of your age, would it be a Millennial Falcon? Ooh! Uh, uh, am I right? Am I right? You with that one, Vital? I'll show myself yeah, out. got it. Vital, you, be, you able to keep up now that you don't drink coffee anymore? Good yeah. resolution, so, by the way. You know what? I, so, sometimes it just doesn't work with me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like pizza. I love pizza. That's my comfort food. Same. And I just can't eat it anymore. I don't know. St. Louis style pizza, it's like on a cracker crust. Yeah, it's not is a that word. true? Yes. Oh yeah. my god, it's so good. You put the cracker in cracker crust. Okay, bread. there's. It's going to be that kind of fire morning. <laughs> Went out Thursday night, opening night for the Star Wars movie. And what do you do, Vital, if you're a a male, white, thirty five year old divorcee man with no like like prominent female figure in your life? You go to a Star Wars movie by yourself, you right? Wear a black trench sure. coat. God. Wow. At a Star Wars movie? Too wow. soon. And you sit by yourself with your, uh, what are those things that they swing around the sword? A lanyard? Yeah, or sword. What? Or... 
<laughs> I can't even think. That right would be now. a lightsaber. Oh, lightsaber. yes. Yes. Sabermetric. Uh, okay, so I thought you were describing like a trench coat, Columbine Mafia kind of that, thing. No, That's no, That's where no, my no, mind no. went. I was thinking about, yeah. doesn't uh, Darth Vader wear like the dark mm. the dark jacket? Dark that is print? correct. Yes. So that's that's most... Actually. Come on. I thought I you would number pick one, that up. Well, I went Columbine first, unfortunately. Uh, I went Aurora, Colorado. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then I went Matrix. Mm-hmm. Shame on me. Sorry. And then third place, I went Darth Vader. So you got there. Yeah, you were. You got me close. We could change the varsity to uh, people with capes, but I feel like all your answers, Vital, would really weird me out. <laughs> really weird me out. As far as the Joker, that's a little too crazy looking. It's a 35-year-old story for me because I'm only 35 years old, Van. Okay, I got a couple years on you. Yeah, when did the original Star Trek come out? Excuse me, Star Wars. It came out in 1974? I think it's 75. Okay. We could, look, we could have looked that up. So this story has been going on for at or near 40 years, right? Yep. Greater than. Longer than. And there are some stories that are currently... 77. 77. So let's do the math. So I'm, I'm getting on my calculator. It's like it just came out. <laughs> That's not true. Five years before my birth. All right, so it's 2019, so I'm typing that into my calculator. 2019. Okay. You need we, a calculator? And what we say, 1976? Is that what we said? It's 43. Still 77. Oh, Almost my God. 40. You can't do basic math. Okay, so 77. All right, 42 years. They've been telling the same story for 42 years. Well, I mean, there's nine different stories, but... Mm, I mean, it's one long story. One long story. That, for some reason, yeah. they told out of order, which I'm not 100% sure on why that happened. I think it's technology. Keep going. Technology is why. I'm listening. I, think, I don't think Lucas had the ability to do some of the things he wanted to do in 1 through 3 and 7 through 9. I have the ability to spoil the movie. We're not going to do that. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. How dare you? We should have said that before we start. I hear it's good, though. Wildly uh, entertaining. I will tell you, without hesitation. Fred's going to take a dump on it, though. It is It is the finest looking movie I have seen. Oh, there, there, there it is right there. Finest looking. Since like in game, since Avengers Endgame, it's the best looking movie I've seen on the theater screen. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's wildly entertaining, and it's a roller coaster of emotion. It's funny. It's fun. Is it the it culmination pulls of pulls at your heartstrings a little bit? Is it the culmination of a story that you've heard your entire life? Is this the ending that you feel like this? What you're thirty eight, man. Is this? No, I'm not. Is this the... I'm 37. You don't need to add years to this. I got enough already. Is this the end of what you think this should have been? Was it the conclusion to a 37-year-old story for you? Was it Was it enough? I think they wrapped it up really well. Yes. I like the ending. Okay. I like how it came together. And? Uh, I liked the uh, surprise reemergence of a certain character that I won't say. Okay. And I'm in love with a new character, Fred. Do you remember the hacker, Babu Frick? Yes. Watch out, baby Yoda. Okay. Babu Frick's coming. Watch your neck, baby Yoda. You're not wrong. Loved him. Loved him so much. You're not wrong. I needed another 30 minutes of this character on screen. By tell me, give you... um. With auditor- with words, I'm going to describe you, Bobby Frick. Do you remember the movie Gremlins? Yes. Do you remember there was, they were cute and fuzzy at first, 
And then when they would get wet. evil. Right. Now, if the evil ones were also cute and fuzzy, that is Bobby Frick. There you go. That's like a perfect analogy. And he's a hacker that speaks broken English. It's amazing. I love it so much. I am into broken English. Duh. Especially in the Star Wars universe. In a cute, fun way. Yes. Not like a traumatic brain injury way. Hold up. This just hit me. The movies are out of order because Yoda speaks out of order. Didn't even get that till right now. Oh, my God. That just came to me. You're a wizard. So I'm sitting in the movie theater. I only go to Icon, by the way. I don't know where you guys go. It's got the biggest seats. They lean back. Oh, I, I F's with Icon. That's where I went last night. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the big seats. Are, Icon's got the best seats. It's the best. Sure. Yeah. You know what we're doing? We're reaching out. Let's find them. Anybody a friend of the show? All right. Friend of the show, Icon Cinemas. We're going to set that up. Well, you're sitting by yourself, but you had popcorn and you enjoyed Oh, yes. Yourself. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And I had a big ice-cold Coca-Cola, the exact same way that I saw all of the other Star Wars movies. Did you know? You got a, a full-flavored? Oh, my gosh, yes. You got a Coke Red? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. And you know, and here's your boy. So you're not worried about the beatus no more. No, I, there are times when you got to put yourself. You got to put yourself first. Oh, okay. But no, I. You cannot beat the beatus. I still. Yourself. I still have the beatus. <laughs> Speaking of, Juvenile's Diabetes Research Foundation is doing cornhole for the cure. They're doing that January the 18th at so Sports good. and Wellness, the Del Norte location. So check them out. They're going to be down there doing an all-day cornhole tournament. Uh, the registration is on jdrf.com slash, I think it's New Mexico registration. I'll look that up. But uh, Google it. Find that. We're going to be there. We're going to do some MCing stuff. I haven't really told you that, but we're going to do that. And then... Thanks for the heads up. Got you. Uh, but we're going to... We're going to throw bags in an effort to find a cure for type 1 diabetes. Not the type I have. Not the, yeah. not, not the self-inflicted one. The lifestyle choice, Brimley, that you got. I got more Star Wars takes. Might as well talk sports when we get back there. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Vital, I'm sure you guys covered this story this week, so jump in accordingly. I only met Austin Denton but one time. Seemed like a good young man. I met him in an isotopes game. Passed away on Tuesday. You may know Austin. He was diagnosed with a rare spinal cord tumor a handful of years ago. Um, kind of a local celebrity, really. He, If you remember, he announced um like the Denver Broncos draft pick what was that last year two years ago I think two years ago two years yeah. ago talked the, with Peyton Manning who they Bradley Chubb I think they took it was like a really cute yeah. moment young kid the voice is what they call him that's super that's a sick nickname yeah passed he, passed away on Tuesday I loved his passion for he he loved play-by-play sports yeah with La Cueva. I mean, the, I just, I met him. He was just very infectious, you know, just full of, full of life. I, yeah, I agree. I, and I only met him, but the one time and it was before I was in radio proper here in Albuquerque and I met him at Ice Tubbs game and he was just a nice young dude. And, uh, I, you probably are familiar with him on the airways with the competitor here in town. I know he's on the ESPN station a lot and, and, uh, just good young kid. So that's kind of the last of it. Um, a uh, friend of the show, Hayden Armstrong, grew up with him. Said some kind words about him. So, um, so there you go. A little bit, a little bit of, of quick but important celebrating Boston and, and and what he did. And 
broadcasting is a weird thing. Like it brings like weird connections. Like a lot, you, a lot of squirrels in the business. What? <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Look who's I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google who, the who, origin who, who, of that. Man, who sits across from you? Who well, do you look through the window? We're oh, just squirrels. Oh, that's fair. That's totally fair. I just don't know the origin of the. <laughs> you know, uh, he's got a lot of squirrels in the sack. You know that? Oh, guy? it's a little. A little bit of that. He's got, George, it's metaphor. He's got some squirrels in the attic, if you know what I'm talking about. A little metaphor. Is what I'm... <laughs> um, we said we would, said we will. We're going to do Decade in Review. Uh, it's going to be a little less sports to start, start the first half. So if you're into um, the Houston Rockets, LA Clippers update from Thursday, well, that's two days old. We're not talking about that anymore. Album of the Decade, Van. Album of the Decade, okay? Okay. I... We doing... Top five, we doing Rushmore, we doing medalists, we ranking, we doing I, them in a group. I think it's all right. I so I think it's no particular order, but you have a number one. I like that. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. A lot of these I think we're going to share. Oh, I doubt that. You doubt that? I doubt that. Yeah, I'm too much of a pinkies out vinyl head. Okay. Who thinks he's no more and thinks he knows more than everybody. So Beyonce's Lemonade is not on your list it's like it is my list. It's not on my list. Okay. I, I understand the importance. It was the, important. And the gravity of that album. But no, it's not on my list. Not on your list. Weezer's The Aqua album. Not on your list. No. They're all 80s cover. Yeah. I I knew you were going to throw me some curveballs. I did not expect Weezer's Aqua. In all seriousness. Did you just find out about that when we were in the Uber the other night? Or did you know about this ahead of time? You know I knew about this. <laughs> Here's a real one. Are you ready? Frank Ocean's Blonde is making my list. Is it on your list? How so? It's not on your list or it is? When did you turn into a Frank Ocean guy, Fred? So Frank Ocean hits. The hardest. Yes. And I can't, you know what we should have done? I should not, not on the speakers. No, no, in the heart. Where I'm pointing. Oh my gosh, right yes. Now where the listener can't see in the heart. And I didn't think, I should have thought, because I can't play music from here. But I should have thought. Should have sent out some emails. Didn't think about it because in my old setup I could, and I just for whatever reason put in my head that I was going to be able to press play on this. My mistake. That, so that's on my list. All right, what else you got? Okay, I definitely got Blonde. Okay, I think it's one of the most important albums of the decade. I think it's big. It twisted R and B a little bit. Frank Ocean is, you know, in his personal and musical life, completely different than anything well, else out there. In his personal life is important because of this album. Because yes. he he walks a different life Absolutely. than you and I do. Absolutely. Okay, and he is a like a spotlight for a certain community. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. A big community that emerged to prominence and near equality in this decade. Okay, so we have Blonde. Okay, I got Blonde. Me too. So that's on our that's on our decade. That's in. I'm super glad that we agreed on one. I didn't ex- I didn't see that coming. Why wouldn't we? Because we listen to wildly different music. I'm not putting Channel Orange on. No. No, it's no. not even close. No, Blonde's Okay, right. so Blonde's in. Blonde's in. Channel Orange might be like top 20, top oh, 10. okay. Well, you're, you're, just being, you're just being generous now. Okay, I got one. I'm going to start off with The War on Drugs, Lost in the Dream. Not familiar. Not familiar. Okay, this was not on the radio. It uh, was nominated for a Grammy. It's very dreamy. Like psych pop, classic rock psych pop. I, um, 
if you don't receive commercial success, I feel like you cannot be on the list. Well, it's on the list because it's much agreed upon in like all of the music grading services that it's one of the best of the decade and it's one of my personal favorites and it's one of those albums that sound better on vinyl as well it's got that old kind of grimy yeah the crackle yeah i know exactly what you're talking about do you know about the 2013 release pure heroin by lord uh i've heard of it it was kind of a big deal it was kind of a big deal they're making my list and let me tell you why you write a song about the kansas city royals and george brett I'm in. Is that the? Is that like a? Okay. What's what's more important? Okay. Royals. <laughs> the song about Kansas City Royals. Yes, George Brett specifically. Or John Fogarty's Centerfield. Oh, Centerfield. <laughs> Excellent question. Not in the decade, so I'm going to put it out. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm going to say. <clears throat> oh, excuse me, my radio cough. I'm going to say that Pure Heroin by Lord is in my most albums of the decade. Are you in or out on that? That was huge. Yeah. It's got to be up there in sales too, right? I One would assume. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it gets all the plays on YouTube's Vivo page. Yeah, that was that was a big one. So that's in for me. And by the way, my list I compiled just off like, I was like, I was like what was I hitting on? Like, what was the right. thing that I hit on? Sure. Weirdly enough, I hit on this in 2013. I just looked at my record collection. <laughs> picked out my top five and then i had to google them and make sure what year it was all right give me one more so we're up to two okay i have we'll throw up to, i'm throwing yours out we only have two all right tame and paula's currents album what is that i don't know what you're doing here are you just trying to trick me no i'm not at all this is a very important album both sonically and in the music industry gosh i disagree just because i have no idea what you're talking about i told you we're not going to agree on a lot of these or any of them I'm glad you hit Blonde, though. There's only two more artists left. One is Kendrick Lamar and one is Kanye. Okay. And you're only going to be able to pick one from each. Okay, well, duh, I got Kendrick. Not only do I have Kendrick. To Pimp a Butterfly. To Pimp a Butterfly. Yes. Oh, my God, we agree on two? Well, it has to be on there. This is insane. Vital, that's the right face to make. We agreed on two things. Do not put any Travis Scott stuff on here. It's not as good as you claim it is. Well, I don't. I'm not a big Travis Scott guy. I'm not either. Good, good looking out. He lost me. Yes. Not only is To Pimp a Butterfly my album of the decade, okay. my, my number one, I think Kendrick Lamar is the artist of the decade. Wow. Yep. <sighs> oh, my God. We got two together. I'm still flipping out over it here. It falls a close second to... Kanye West, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Oh, you're going with yeah. I'm gonna go with the you're obvious going with fantasy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the obvious one. If you're a Kanye guy, you got a few choices. You got some because he he only put out bangers all decade. And I'm not sure if you're like a Kanye guy or if you're just a front runner. Yes. <laughs> well, because that's the argument, right? Like, because a lot of people say if you're like anti hip hop and you're like low key, like like hateful of things that people enjoy. You're going to go with Arcade Fires, The Suburbs. And you're going to say, oh, I'm really... Yeah. No. No. It doesn't hit. A lot of people think that, though. They do. That's a big one. And it's hard for me to argue. That's a big one. Yeah. So you go. So there's our albums of the decade. We got... I'm I'm sticking with Pure Heroin. I think it's on the list. That's a big one. Yeah. I, I also could put Adele on the list, I think. I was. I thought you were going to go with Adele number one, to be honest. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because it... I mean, it kind of turned... It turned. I thought you were just going to spit out like the top five highest selling albums and be like, what? They sold the most. Duh, they're the best. Not always. Adele's 21 is a BFD. 
Adele's 21 hit across the it was, world. It was huge, worldwide huge. She literally wrecked her voice on it, and she doesn't perform anymore. Like her, like she's yeah, she doesn't. No, her throat is done. Oh my god, is that a thing? That's a thing, at yeah, least right is that now. True. Yeah. Wow, well, I had heard that. Rounding out my top five. Okay, give me it. D'Angelo and the Van. No, they. What is that? Black Messiah. You don't remember D'Angelo, who took a twenty-year hiatus from being an R&B star. Literally, the reason I wouldn't remember him. He's not only is he in my top five albums of the decade. He's in my redemption, my redemption stories. It's an amazing album. Is it? Are you talking about DJ Cool? Because that's the only that's the only DJ I know that took twenty years off. Let you clear your throat yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> let's grab that break just a couple minutes early if we can. By the when we come back, let's, what do you want to do? TV or movie? Well, let's go. We should go pop culture, sports, pop culture, sports, sports. So we're gonna go sports immediately. You pick it when we come back. When we get back, we're doing franchises top franchises of the decade you'll say abq central 95.9 fm and am 610 d sports animal i only hear this song when we do our radio show thank god (laughs) i don't pick the music (laughs) All right, so we just concluded. Third Eye Blind is not on your top five, Fred. <laughs> I can't name one performing artist from Third Eye Blind. How about Maroon 5? That's uh, Rob Thomas. No, that's Matchbox 20. See? <laughs> that's the only one I know from that genre. Because of Santana. Remember that song, Vitale? Smooth. So yeah. smooth. Yep, smooth, yep. We did not agree on album of the decade. We didn't do it. We got close. We got close. We were in the, yeah. Blonde and T-Pab. We were close. We were in the same field. Mm -hmm. Franchise of the decade. We got this one. We got the, so I only have, I got, I got two solids and one, I think trumps them both. Okay. Trump the verb, not the impeached. I got five. Two of them are tied. All right, go. Okay, duh, the Patriots. Okay, duh, the Patriots are on the list. Duh. 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 They're the best at uh, sustained success. Okay. They got the age-defying best quarterback of all time. Well, they got like four ships or something in the decade? Four ships, and they're the best at cheating. Literally the best. They make my Astros look juvenile. If you're not the Patriots, you're not trying. Yep. Oh, wait, that's not the saying. Okay, so I had the Patriots, too. So you go again, because that was on my list. Okay, so we got Patriots and Patriots. Yes. Okay, another duh. Alabama football. Okay, so Alabama football, not on my list. Okay. Easily the best in amateur sports. You would think. I'll save my wild card for the end. Okay. Who else you got, Fred? I got the Golden State Warriors. Smart. Yeah. Steve Kerr. Also on my list. Yeah. Some of those dudes that were doing dude things. Yeah. The third super team and the best super team. Is the Warriors. Yeah. I went to college. Did I tell you I played basketball against Clay Thompson in a in a three-on-three tournament one time? You did. You did. Lights out, this kid. At great length. Every time you get a couple oat sodas, here comes a Clay Thompson story. He was like 18. Didn't miss a shot. Yeah. Playing pickup basketball. Embarrassed me. All right, so we got the Patriots and the Warriors, and I agree with Alabama football. Yes. This is the first. Yes. They made it. To the championship 
or the final four, what are they calling it? The four, the final four. Yeah. Every year, all decade, except for this. Except one. for this one. So they're in nine out of ten. You're in. I got a wild card. You got a wild card too. Here's an here's an on the air update, Vital. Justin Bieta says, "Give him a call at the office." Do you have that number, or I'll text it to you. No, I don't have that number. I'll text it to you. Well, so, let me. I'm gonna. I'll call him. Perfect. <laughs> My wild card. Are you ready? Okay. United States women's national team soccer. Oh, that's a good one. I tell you what. That was my honorable mention. Was it? That's my number one, though. Yeah. Oh, your number one? Because I did not care. We just agreed that the Patriots were number one, and now you got another number one? This is my real number one. Did you you separate them by sex? You sexist? No. Okay. I cared. Number one, legit number one. It's my legit number one. Because I did not care about women's soccer until this decade. And I get it, Brainy Chastain. I get it. I, 1996 was sweet. Dog, that was 25 years ago. Let me get out of my calculator. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm going to go with United States women's soccer is my franchise of the decade. That's, that's a, my play. That's a really good one. I did not see that coming from you. Here's my wild card. Okay. And you might not have ever heard of them. Vital, I think you probably have. Real Madrid. You're a dork. The North Dakota State Bison. Okay. We're talking college hockey now. No, this is football. Okay. This is football. What is this? Is this like seven is this like seven on seven kind of thing or something? No. This is Division Two. Oh, is this one of those teams that doesn't punt? From the Missouri Valley. No, they got eleven players on both sides of the ball. So it's, it's a real football. This is where Carson Wentz played. All right. I've actually just become familiar with what you're talking about. I do know what you're talking about. They won five straight national championships and six total in the decade. Very impressive. Okay. Can I throw mine in? Yes. Obviously. We we yearn for that. Uh, I know this is a regional sport, but the Chicago Blackhawks won three Stanley Cups in five years in the 2010s, which is incredible. It's really good, actually. Yeah, they're they're also one of my honorable mentions. Good. Yeah, and I'm not a a Blackhawks fan, um, Fred. But uh, and then the other one, I think, and I think it's the San Francisco Giants. I think won three in that decade. Every other year or something, they won. Yeah, but that's that. I mean, come on, you you win like more than two, three. Two four six zero six ten. Give us your franchise of the decade. No, oh, I meant they won it. In oh, sorry. Twelve fourteen sixty. Also, hey, call in. I think these are good. This are we. Our lists are excellent. Yeah. Undis- we, undisputable. Unless you want to dispute it, I would take women's soccer off if you made me. I would ask you to take Alabama off, but I think I'd be wrong to do that. Yeah. 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 But I think I mean the Bison. Of North Dakota. No, State. that's not. See, that doesn't count. More success than Alabama. It doesn't count though, because it's not on a big enough stage. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're not doing it at the top level against the top guys, yeah. it doesn't count. So I can't tell you about the South Cleveland JV football team that that's won ten straight every year this decade. Isn't that like a uh... the South the South Cleveland? lampshade salesman or whatever we're doing our franchises of the decade but we're going to press pause for about two seconds to bring in our friend jeff justin mietta uh the host and 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 i don't know i guess 
mind child? I don't know. How do you breathe a bowl? How do you just create a bowl game? Jeff Simbiet is going to tell us. Jeff, welcome to the program, friend. What's up, fellas? Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We could not be more excited about what's going on today at Dreamstyle Stadium. Yeah, I think it'll be a good day. I think it'll be a good day. You, we, uh, I think everything that we've been able to control has gone well, and I think we got a good football game, and we got two teams that have had a good week and are excited, and uh, and our staff's out there and freezing right now, getting everything going, and and it's um, it should be fun, man. It should be it should be a really good time. So you, you got two good football, two really good football teams: Central Michigan and San Diego State. San Diego State brings the prettiest fans, so I'm excited for that. But I'm going to get there like 9 a.m. What am I going to experience all day, Jeff? Like what's yeah, yeah what's going on down there? for the little Tito's tailgate tent that we got going? Oh, I mean, tell yeah, me, baby. I need to know a little bit more about that bad boy. <laughs> I gotta have a guy or something, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, we're gonna have a little fan fest out in that north, kind of north northeast parking lot from the stadium, which is kind of adjacent to the soccer stadium. And so there'll be the bands will come through there and tailgate tents and 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 you know just goofy Zippity the clown. I mean, I, you can't go wrong with Zippity the clown, and, and just entertainment and giveaways and people just out there enjoying the sunshine and college football. And, and so we we it's it's a different feel, um, and and the pageantry's different. And you know the pep rally last night. Was was good. There's, there's people. You know, it's really, really cool about this. Is uh, certainly from the Central Michigan side. Uh, people have never been here before. Never got to experience what we had. They're out. It's funny watching people talk about Chile when they like they they have. They want to pretend they know, but they don't, and they think it's cool to know. Talk about Chile, and well, I thought it was like you know, it's just watching people from the, from the Upper Midwest. When you guys first got here, what did you think of Chile? I thought it was made by Hormel, right? It was brown stuff came into cannon, and the question was beans or no beans. It wasn't red or green. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's been fun. So we're gonna have a good time, good people, and uh, yeah, we, you talk about the football game. Like you got a team that played for a conference championship last week in in, in Central that was one eleven last year and turned it around, and then one of the best defenses in America, and and, and a really good Rocky Long led San Diego State team. So we're excited. Hey, morning, Jeff Van here. What's up, Van? Hey. I had a really cool surprise yesterday. I was uh, doing some Christmas shopping, and I was downtown and Old Town, and I stumbled across San Diego State's band playing at the band show in Old Town, entertaining a huge crowd of people. I think that's awesome that you got two visiting teams here in Albuquerque participating in the culture. Yeah, and then one of the reasons we do it downtown is because, or in Old Town is because of that, and put them in Old Town Plaza down on that gazebo and in that little area, and it's just it's a good time, and I appreciate you saying that. And then, you know, they all scatter into those restaurants and shops, and and, and hopefully um, work on the economy a little bit in there. So yeah, it's kind of kind of the whole plan. It was it was fun throughout uh, throughout the town, certainly in the uptown area where they're staying, to see. Guys and ladies, and you know, we we had the spa day for the, the we call it the ladies' day out, uh, where where they went up and got a spa treatment, and spent a lot of money up there. Additional to what we did, we had the uh, day of kindness where the student athletes, uh, sponsored by the Jennifer Reardon Foundation, were out in the in the community at schools and at hospitals and uh, giving out bears and just it, that one that event for me is always one of the most interesting because I think the student athletes get more out of it than than patients in the hospital do and, and it's just just get them in the community and we did a financial literacy seminar for them that, that I know they got some stuff out of and they had some fun and they ate and they played and and uh, it, it's been honestly it's been a really good week we, we just have a conversation here in the office that, that uh, you know for the most part it, it went it went with I mean, you always have little hiccups with, with live events but really smoothly and we got a good good day of sunshine and 
let's go out and put on a show today. Is new Lobo head coach Danny Gonzalez going to be down there tonight? Am I going to be able to shake his hand and say hi? He will. He oh, will my there. gosh. How exciting is I that? I believe he'll be honored on the field. Um, second quarter, second timeout, third timeout. I don't know exactly where my game script is, but yeah. No, well, I'll, yeah, I'll make sure I avoid the rush from it because that's an exciting thing. Like that's this is in your week must have been hectic, right? You got all those local changes and stories and news and to dos, but somehow you still put together this spectacle, which is like a spotlight on the city. This is at least for me on the same level as like I don't know the balloon thing, but yeah. I don't really care about balloons. Yeah, three big events every year. Yeah, well, balloon this, fiesta. This event, yeah, this event won't bring as many people into town, but it, it gets more national exposure, right? And, and the national television we get out of this event is is, is it's been terrific over the years. And on the Danny thing, it's crazy, right? Because I haven't done radio this week. I've been just totally in this. Except for Tuesday night, when Robert Portner couldn't, couldn't do Lobo basketball, they called me and, and said, asked me to fill in for the Lobo Greg Cannon game. So I called that game on Tuesday night. That the was burden the of talent. The yeah. burden of talent for our friend Jeff. Well, yeah. I enjoy that a lot. Yeah. And so I didn't get to see Danny that night. Um, and so Wednesday... True story. We, we go out, we're at the airport, and um, we greeted San Diego State, and I went back to the hotel for their greeting. Went back out to Cutter Aviation, the, the, where the, the uh, charters come in, and we did Central Michigan, and I'm walking back into, into the building, and, and a couple of people on my staff were, were right there, so I, I didn't even see this guy on my right, and I walked through the double doors, and, and he said, hey, Jeff, hey, what's up? You know, Jeff. I look over, and there's Danny. And I hadn't seen Danny in years, and, and we embraced. It was really kind of cool, and I congratulated him. We talked for a while. His family was it was right on this private jet right there. They were going back to Arizona, so we, we, we waved goodbye to them. And we talked a little bit. One, one of the things we said is, is I want to work together to rejuvenate football. And in my business, certainly contingent on local football, we, we've gone, we've trended with local football over the years, and I want to be able to help what they're doing. I just, you know, for this community, because and you, you've probably heard me say this, football is so good and does so many great things it, it, all across our country. I feel like we're missing out on something here, right? Because college football hasn't been that vibrant, that 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 big thing the last few years. Let's bring it back. And so he and I, I don't know what it, what it means. I really don't. But we, we talked about really briefly, let's get together and, and, and figure out how we do this together. And so he, uh, he was at our luncheon yesterday. I had him stand up at the kickoff luncheon, and then uh, we'll introduce him on the field today. Oh, how cool. Uh, and his buddy, I, I believe his buddy Brian Urlacher is going to be with him. Yeah, if you if you got if you told me that we could get a defensive coordinator that was born and raised in the South Valley, sign me up, dog. You guys, you could take his name off that resume, right? Take, <laughs> this is what I would tell people, and, and he's qualified. Look, like like look at the defensive coordinator at Arizona State and what he's done under Herm Edwards, and then before that under Rocky Long, and and, and he's ready, and he's one of the hot young coordinators in the, in, in the business. Oh, and then put his name on there, and he's from here, and he played here, like. Yes, yes, and yes. It, it all makes sense. Real quick, before we cut you loose, Jeff, give me, what am I going to be surprised by today when I'm down at the stadium? What is going to be the one thing that I didn't expect that I'm going to just love? Uh, that Chevelle Shepard's going to sing the national anthem, and the flyover hopefully is going to hit right at home with a brave, although I, I mean, who knows when the flyover that The plan is that right at home with a brave, the flyover should hit. I can't wait for the goosebumps I'm going to experience. Friend of the show, Jeff Simbietta. Jeff, thank you. Fellas, I appreciate it. Enjoy what you do. Keep it up, and uh, thanks for having me on. What a talented, smart, articulate man. The dude. <laughs> I'm glad I have those kind of friends in my life. Hey, you know what I'm stoked about? I'm really excited to see if uh, Central Michigan great Antonio Brown comes and visits Albuquerque. You think he's coming, Fred? Just comes out, just going to be right there on the side, like field side, hanging I mean, out with the, old Brian Urlacher. Sure. i got a Brian Urlacher story I'll tell you off air. You're listening to ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. 
We're back on the program. Thank you to our friend Jeff Simietta. Gonna enjoy that bowl game today. I tell you, I fell off the wagon. Did I tell you that? Literally, you fell off the wagon. Oh my gosh. I was I was on the proverbial wagon. I was taking a little break. As one should. As one should. You should every so often. Yeah, everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. Including moderation. I don't have moderation right now in my life. Aw. <laughs> Go on. No, that's the end of that oh, one. that's it? That's, cool. We're gonna, so we're doing our decade of review. We're jumping back and forth from pop culture to sports because... Uh, we want to make sure you don't tune out. That's sure. our plan. This is a sports so, station. So we're doing we're doing show. <laughs> we're doing our movies in review, or excuse me, movies of the decade. Yeah. So these are the top. Vital, you're in on this one. You, we're not going to let you snake right. out. We know you got. We know you got weird taste. Movies of the decade. You want to go first again? My number one is a tie. So you're gonna. All right. So you're going number one first. Yes. All right. Anything. Marvel yes. or Star Wars yes. throughout the whole decade <sighs> is the most fun, entertaining thing that's ever been put on a screen. That's the GD truth. Yes. That is the absolute truth. They have maximized your two-hour entertainment value. They're not, they're not going to win an Oscar for Best Picture. They're not going to make you rethink your life. It's not high art. But Marvel and Star Wars has has a monopoly on entertainment right now it's disney sure disney Disney put out and if this one hits and it will it probably did today already they put out seven billion dollar movies this year toy story three was a banger oh that's in my top five that's in your top five oh you little skippy boy okay yeah it hits you yeah if your heart is a violin it plays the strings yes i've never seen uh, air quotes cartoon have that much emotional pull such a good movie such a good movie such a good movie underrated here's i got this one vital you're gonna agree adamantly the dark knight came out in 2012 it was a batman movie yeah starred one heath ledger as the joker yeah that to me is there I can agree with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. I can agree with that. That's top five for sure. The Dark Knight is so good. It's so good. It, it took comic book movies to a new level. Made them more human, more engaging. And I'm just going to run some names for you. Heath Ledger, Christian Bale, bam, bam. Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman, Tom Hardy. I'm literally just running them. Yeah. You know who these dudes are? Top tier. Yeah. They're on, that's on my list. A good one. You're gonna notice I, I like a certain type of movie. That's on my list. I got Scorsese on here twice. God, a, a little bit is okay. Re- is a little bit is recency bias. Keep going. You made a face at me. You got Scorsese on here. Now, I know where you're going. I wasn't gonna go there, but keep going because I'm following. I got, you. Also, I got Scorsese on here twice, and I got Leo on here twice. One of them made a project together, The Wolf of Wall Street. What year is that? Are you sure that's qualifying? Yeah, that's uh, got to be 12 or 13. No, 2012. Yeah, 12. That was a good movie. That's an excellent movie. Yeah, I saw Amazing that. movie. 2013, it's on the list. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. That's a damn good movie. Other Scorsese. Little bit of recency bias. Okay. The Irishman. <sighs> it's not on the I list. A little bit. A great job. A little that. bit of recency bias. It might be too new. I love Italian mobster movies, but I can only take so many scenes of clanking utensils only, in a restaurant. Yeah. There's only too many. <laughs> you can't. How far do you keep going with those type of movies? It is so good. 
Yeah, then I've heard a lot of good stuff about that. How about for me, Mad Max? On my list, oh, Mad Max Fury Road. Fury Road, that to me, is incredible. Vital, we are hitting right now for the first time in agreement. Mad Max, visually striking. So much fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, that's incredible. What is that, that guitar that bursts in flames as they're riding down the desert in a chase scene? I, the whole movie is a chase scene. Yeah. it's The best part of a movie is a chase scene. They made a whole movie about the chase scene. Sure. It's brilliant. Yeah. I knew I left that off my list because I knew it was going to be on your list. It's so good. <laughs> it's on. It's on the list because me and Vital picked it. Yeah, it's on the list. I like. I I went through all of the big lists to see like where mine ranked. Yes, a couple of mine were really high. Mad Max was always up there on all the the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's excellent. It. I have some like low ones that aren't going to make anyone's list. Like oh. the new, like the newest Bourne movie, which was like ten years removed from the other Bourne movies, okay, still on my list. I don't even think I've seen that. Oh one. my gosh! Yeah, and I think it's like been counted. Jason Bourne, played by Matt Damon, only has like twenty lines the whole movie. Okay, but I like it's a similar. It's like a chase scene, Kurosawa esque. Ooh. <laughs> All right, I got a number one. Okay, what's your number one? And I think a lot of people don't have it, but this movie hit home with me. Okay. Have you seen a little thing called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Oh, that was really good. It's It was a Netflix movie. Yeah, it's Coen Brothers. It's I a love Coen it. Brothers film. It's got, it's got two of my favorite things, Coen Brothers, Tom Waits. Tom Waits. It's so good. In plays that. an eccentric uh, gold miner. It is, if you haven't seen The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, it is fire from the moment you turn it on. And it's, it's, uh, it's short, what is it, episodic. It's short little vignettes. Vignettes. It's yeah. vignettes. Is Avatar, did that come out in this decade? God, I hope not. <laughs> just a caller wanted to know if that was that, part um, of the decade. That's an excellent question. That is an excellent question. I just Googled it, and according to the Google, Avatar does not qualify. 2009 release. Oh, the Niner. It, you know what? It would have been in the mix, except it would have lost to the Matrix, because that would have been that decade. Sure. Yeah, so no. they That doesn't win. It's a good one, though. That's a good one. So that's my list right there. What, what do you got to finish it out? Uh, I got two more. Yeah. Uh Another underrated movie. Okay. A brain F movie. Okay. Inception. So good. So good. So good. I think that was underrated critically and in the box office. I love that movie. It is excellent. And we didn't talk comedy at all. And I got another underrated wild card. Okay. What We Do in the Shadows. I'm not familiar. Give me more. Did you see that one? It's the, um, uh, oh, I just went blank. Tiaka Watiti. You know Tiaka yes. Watiti? Yes. Yeah, upcoming director. He's going to be one of the biggest names in Hollywood here pretty soon. And the uh, Flight of the Concords guys made a vampire movie, like a, a reality TV mock vampire movie, and it is hilarious. If we're going comedies, the only one that jumps out at me and I'm going to have to take you back like eight years or so. Um, Jonah Hill, not Jonah Hill. What's the other one from Superbad? What's that kid's name? Is it Jonah Hill? Michael Sarah. No, the other one, the heavy one. Is that Jonah? I'm re- Jonah's the bigger one. Okay, and then the really good-looking guy did 21 Jump Street. Oh, 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street is brilliant because it hit me like in nostalgia. Because you want to go back to high school. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I would really struggle to come up. <laughs> With like Channing a, Tatum, yeah, Channing Tatum. Yeah. I would, I would otherwise, I would really struggle to come up with like a comedy that hit me in a way 
Like, and, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, bridesmaids. <laughs> like, okay, I yeah, get it. Sure. I like The Office, too, but, like, yeah. that one doesn't do it for me. So I don't, I don't think I have a single comedy on my list. I know this one came out at the a- end of the decade, but The Green Room, that's not my number one, but I thought The Green Room was a fantastic movie for sure. the decade. I mean, there's a lot that barely missed my list. The Green Room's one. Moonlight is one. Is Deadpool a comedy? Sure. Yeah. But it's not on my list. It's, it was good. Deadpool was on my original list, and I scribbled it out. Okay. But yeah, Deadpool was hilarious. Yeah, I just don't... Yeah, but like the big, like the big short was really up. Oh, okay, my, that was one that was with The Rock. That, yeah, that's a good one. No, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, we didn't have a single Rock movie on here. And that's but weird, because I've seen every Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. You've seen all the John Cena movies. Also true. <laughs> Also very true. So that's our list. That's our, our deck. So what did we end up with? Did we put the Dark Knight on there? Yeah, definitely Dark Knight. All right, I think that's on there. And we put Mad Max on there. Dark Knight, Mad Max, Wolf of Wall Street. I believe that is also on there. Toy Story 3. <laughs> I believe it's also on there. And then, but they're all, they're all trumped. Everything Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Just pick one. Marvel told 10 years worth of stories in 10 years. And every year I could not have been more excited for the upcoming year. Yeah, give me another one. They did so well with these next? two things. I pay $7 a month. What's next? Black Widow. Black Widow's next. I'm going to be right there, too. You know what's next? Yeah. Friday when I watch The Mandalorian. What are we doing next? Athletes? Let's do athletes. Athletes. Athletes of the decade. Athletes of the decade. We're breaking it down. Ten years? Ten years. That's a lot of stuff. Today I'm going to drink ten beers at the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, you listen to ABQ Central. Man's got to hold on. <laughs> He's got to babysit you. <laughs> 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now on the Sports Animal. Ugh, heck of a break there. Just whew, let me stretch it out. We had to talk to Sembieta. Yeah. It's either that or no break. Well, if I had to pick. Both. If I had to pick. <laughs> we're doing really well. And it's like a... This might be the show of the decade. Oh, my gosh. I didn't put together a list of qualifiers when I was deciding my athlete of the decade. I did not do that. Sure. I did not create like a, well, you had to have this many ships, and you had to be drafted at this point, or you had to do... None of that stuff. Right. I just went with like the eye test. Sure. Okay. We didn't, uh, you know, what they call prepare. No, no, no. I'm very prepared. No, I mean for the whole gamut. Ooh, what do you mean? I mean, uh, well, we had two segments last week where we were just like, okay, this is what we're doing. Oh, that was and, fun, though. Yeah, then, that was fun. And then I, I did my list in bed. Before I, before <laughs> I went to bed. You know what the hardest thing to do, like we did uh, movies last segment, is Googling them and making sure it was in the decade. That got, that got me. Because the first one I wrote down was The Departed. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2006. Yeah, to eight. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Departed's my favorite movie of the decade. Easy. No, it's 08. No, sorry, yeah. sir. Yeah, sorry. It's 11 years old. Such a good movie. Mark Wahlberg. How did he not make any list? I, I want to quote him so bad, but you got your, you got your bleep finger you ready, ready Vital. We used to, I used to I'm going to do some departed quotes real quick. Get your bleep finger ready. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I like that movie. I'm with you there. It's excellent. Athletes of the decade. I'm ready. Okay. I don't have any wild cards here. I got one. Okay. No, you don't. I'm going to pull the one I have out. I'm going to put it somewhere else. I got the obvious one. I went obvious this, this segment. LeBron. Duh. Okay. 
Uh, is he your number one? He's got to be. Okay. Culturally, yes. Yeah, if we add culturally to it, I'm going to go definitely LeBron number one. He's on the list. Yeah. He has done. He's, he's in my sports section. LeBron's in like almost every category. I'm going to blow it a little bigger than it might need to be. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan in the 90s inspired the world to play basketball, right? Sure. The 92 and 96 Olympics, plus those three ships in a row, yeah. plus those three ships in a row. Yeah, after the yeah. the baseball debacle. Well, I mean, when you bet on the game, you got to go do something else for a minute. Allegedly. He inspired the world to start playing basketball. The best basketball players in the world right now, outside of LeBron James, are not from the United States of America. All the best basketball. Look at the association right now. It's guys from Eastern European countries. It's guys from Spain. It's guys. Do- Greece. Greece. Yeah. All these dudes are doing it in a way they were never inspired to do it before Michael Jordan. Right. LeBron James is doing that again. Who inspired them? Manu Ginobili? Yeah. Tony Parker? Like, these dudes. Hakeem Elijah Wan? That's, well, he, I mean, he was in the mix. But I'm telling you, the, what LeBron has done for the game, get ready for all of the Chinese superstars that are about to come through. Get ready for all more Australian superstars. Get ready. And that's. Because he's made this game as big as it is. Sure. Basketball is fastly approaching soccer. Yes. As number one sport in the world. Are I, you saying yeah. Steph Curry would be a generational type player? He's no LeBron James. He's not LeBron James. Oh. He's um when really? I see no, when I see Steph Curry, I just say shooter. He's he's Reggie Miller on crack. Yeah. Well, he's, won, he's won more championships. hundred percent. But yeah. let, okay, the first and this isn't within the decade, so it's not a fair Analogy. Bomb away threes if, has, have changed the game. Okay, s- taking nothing away from Steph. He ref- he revolutionized the game, brought those deep threes. He in. literally changed the three-point line back in college. Sure. Because like, kids he got so it. addicted to threes. Yeah, he didn't need the three-point line. He just no. stand five foot back. He's unreal. Yeah. Well, one-on-one, LeBron James, Steph Curry. Not even close. I don't know if Steph scores. Because uh. LeBron does every aspect of it at the top level. Sure. No one does the one aspect that Steph Curry does, shooting the three, as well as Steph Curry does. He's except, got that one. Except for that guy he plays with, Clay Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> except for his teammate. It's there. And I think this stands true for anyone. Tom Brady is a prime example. He couldn't beat out Drew Henson in, in Michigan. Brady was number two on my list. Brady should be number two on your list. He's number two on my list. Okay. LeBron, Brady. Are we going to overlook Serena Williams? I got no. We're not. How dare you? Okay. How dare you? Okay. No. She's definitely on the list. Brady has won multiple MVPs, multiple ships. Culturally big, too. He's winning off the field, guys. <laughs> off the field, no one is winning better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady is so powerful. Yes. And so huge. Correct. And so dynamic. And? He made Uggs passable for men. What in the Giselle is he doing? <laughs> and it, if we're blowing him bigger, because he could have been the athlete of two different decades. True. LeBron just barely edges him out both times. Sure. Mike Trout. Mike Trout dominates a sport. <sighs> he doesn't. He on the field. What is? I mean, I don't. I don't know about his charitable. Three MVPs. Yeah. He's been the best player in baseball every year since he's been in the league. There, there, if, you, if you disagree, you're wrong. Don't even try. It's an all-star every year. Every, yeah. the, 
So okay, so three MVPs and then four times second place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the by, the flavor of the month. Okay. There is no American with more medals than Michael Phelps. Oh, you beat me to it. He was my next one. He's got to be on the list. Yeah, Michael Phelps for sure. It's a sport that I don't super care about, and he made me care about it. And I think it's such a dichotomy from someone like Tom Brady, too, because, you know, Tom Brady's got that super strict diet. Yes. Leads a very sedentary lifestyle off the field, out of the gym, takes epic care of himself. And Phelps set all these records stoned. <laughs> he was high the whole time. Allegedly. 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 Except for those pictures of him with the bong. I'm going ne- <laughs> to give you a choice here because I'm only going to pick one and you're going to tell me which one I'm picking. Okay. Usain Bolt. Ah, that's my next one. Or Simone Biles. Oh, toss up. Flip a coin. It's a flip a coin, right? Flip a coin. Yeah. Same thing. I don't watch people run. I will watch Usain Bolt run. That dude runs so fast. Yeah. His last name's Bolt. I don't watch I don't watch people do flips. Mm-hmm. Outside of WWE Pro Wrestling. Ah, uh, of course. Speaking of MMA, Conor McGregor, he kind of revolutionized the oh. sport and made it put UFC on the map. But he's not even the best one. Yeah, I don't know if he had the the sustained success. I mean, like as far as like a big personality, it's Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I'm saying when you're thinking of a, of the MMA, what's the one that comes first? It's Ronda Rousey, Rousey for me. or McGregor. See, for yeah, me, it's McGregor. Would, yeah, McGregor is more entertaining <laughs> in a Schadenfreude kind of way. That's a German term, by the way, Vital. You had a Schadenfreude. Weird, you had a you had a weird look on your face. Yeah, no, Schadenfreude. No, no, I know, but the actual German Schadenfreude. That means pleasure from the pain from of the others. Pain of others. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Wisconsin. That, that word, word of the day, Albuquerque. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Falling off. Schadenfreude. I, I don't care about Lionel Messi. I don't he's care about there. soccer. He's up yeah, there. Yeah, but though. I mean, he's he's he, up there. He's a generational. He's like the Steph Curry, him and Cristiano Ronaldo of soccer. Yeah. They changed yeah. the sport. We're, is is that part of the criteria? <sighs> it is changed. I don't know about change, but I think just like the biggest. He's not Bob Gibson. They're not Made changing the, the mound. Impact. Yeah. About Verlander for baseball? God, that's a good one. He's got I could be wrong, but didn't he win more than one? And he's got that off the field success too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Yes, he does. Man, I talked about United States women's soccer. Are you putting Carly Lloyd on the list? Or she's not even she's not qualifying for anything, right? No, I don't. No, think so I think the team. It's a team. It's thing. a team. Yeah, I love that. There's not one super dominant player. Uh, obviously, Tiger was too hurt, so we're not even going to talk about him. Do we talk about Floyd Mayweather Jr.? Sure. Uh, wait, wait. Can He's you, in the can conversation. You, can you rewind one back. A uh, Brooks Kepka isn't he kind of a rising star? He won a bunch of majors. Mm, I don't think point. there's been one dominant golfer over the decade, though. Like, Tiger had Jordan the Spieth. 90s and aughts. I can think of, the for young rising stars, Spieth, Kepka. I would go Spieth over Kepka. I think. I think he's had more sustained success over the decade. There's a lot of good golf right now. Because I'm a huge golf fan. Duh, I know everything about golf. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Golf's really good right My now. eyes are getting browner by the second, Fred. I'm in on this athlete list. So where do we come up? So we got number one, LeBron. Number two, Tom Brady. Yep. Number three. Serena. You think? I do too. I know we didn't give her any love, 
but like Serena. She doesn't need it. She doesn't need it. She doesn't need us. Here's here's a resume I don't have to read to you. Serena Williams. Yep. I mean, that's a good top three. I love Mike Trout. I love Steph Curry. It was fun to talk the gymnastics, and, and but it's those three. I think you round it out with Bolt and Phelps. Probably Phelps ahead of Bolt and then Simone Biles, honorable mention. I don't think I put any of them on my list. It's just the three. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, Drew Brees. Short Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brees had to go up, up, up against Brady. Had to go up against Rodgers. Had to go up against Manning. It's not really fair to him. And I think he won that Super Bowl like a, kind of a long time ago. If you're talking just... Yeah, that was... I was in nine, wasn't it? It, had, like, it was after that hurricane. Yeah. Hurricane. The hurricane. It's from Street Fighter. I could agree with that. You could separate the top three like I, that. I, and I think, it's, I think it's so measurable that you have to. Sure. I, I know a lot of people don't know this because, again, it's a regional sport, but Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh yeah, Penguins, yeah. three league MVPs in, in the decade, along with back leading the um, Penguins to back-to-back uh, – World um, Stanley Cup title. And if I had a subscription to the Big Ten Network on DirecTV, I would watch hockey because I, I don't I, know where I, they broadcast it. I have no idea what channel. Sid the Kid, incredible. And thanks for speaking up for hockey, by the way, Vital. You do love hockey, Vital. Hockey fan Wisconsin. out there, Vital's yeah. got your back. You are, you're not wrong by any means. You're absolutely right. It, he's phenomenal. He's better than the Russian kid. Uh, eight. Oh. Ovechkin. Ovechkin. Yeah, Thank you. I'm so Capitals. sorry. He's better than the kid in St. Louis that just uh, ninety one, the kid that just won the uh, Stanley oh, Cup. Oh yeah, um, uh, he's the best one, but he doesn't. He's not these top three. He's just not. Well, no, no, he's not no, there. He's not. But not I'm just there. saying in terms of greatness, impact players in, in their respective sport. We're gonna grab a break. When we get back. We're going back to pop culture. TV series. Let's do series. I like that. TV series of the decade. We got ten years. We're the TV series to choose from. Yeah, baby. We're going to do that. You'll stay ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610 B. Sports Animal. Yes. So I tried to return it in like a like a blockbuster video box. You can't do that. No, couldn't even recognize it. You had no idea. It's just, yeah, just a weird little thing. TV series of the decade. Stoked. So we just did athletes, and we had a caller during the break. Excellent point made. Yeah. Serena Williams gave birth to a child and then kept doing it. Won a tournament while she was pregnant. Incredible. Won a tournament right after she had a baby. When you think of tennis, you don't think of them as being superb athletes, but they are, right? They get overlooked. I mean, Federer is a great athlete. Djokovic. Yeah. yeah, Federer was on my honorable mention list. We didn't bring him up during the segment, though. You know who uh, didn't make my list that I thought should have? But I was going to say John Cena. <laughs> do, 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 do. Thank you. We're doing TV series of the decade. I think this is where I differentiate myself. Okay. I'm going to set myself apart here. Go on. None of my top movies were comedies. Yeah. All of my top TV, except for one, are comedies. Okay. So I'm just letting you know before we start. All right. Okay. You've been going first. I'll go first. We're not going to match up. We're at such a cool time. (laughs) This is not must-see TV anymore. There's not like 10 shows on. No. And two of them are good. 
Vital, do you remember like 85, 86, 87 when you're watching like the Cosby show and family t- t- family ties and cheers? Like, do you remember like that point in your life at all? Do you recall oh, that? I remember Dallas being big. I mean, there was a couple of TV series that just kind of transcend. I thought Dallas helped transcend that soap opera into more prime time. That was nice. A soap opera is one of my top five. Oh, yeah! Here we go. We'll get that. We'll get that one last. Top TV shows of the decade. Uh, my number one is WWE wrestling. I'm Uh-oh. talking Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so here's why: the longest running episodic television show in the history of all everything. Right. I mean, we are talking fiction, so yeah. WWE should be on the list. <laughs> it's right? Shakespeare. Okay. It's a show about trying to put on a wrestling show. It's the most brilliant show I've ever seen. Okay. Come on. I love it. I did not miss one episode in the decade. Okay. It's my favorite thing of all time. I know it is. Your turn. Okay. Uh, the Undisputed Champion of the Tens. We briefly spoke about this last week. Even though the last two seasons sucked. Eh, sucked is a little rough. Game of Thrones. Duh. Game of the, Thrones is on my list. Yeah, the biggest the yeah, biggest thing on the planet in to 2010s. How about Breaking Bad? You, you... Duh! Yeah, also, I've never seen an episode, but I understand the cultural phenomenon. Yeah. But it's not what Game of Thrones was. No, nothing was as big. Nothing, I don't think anything in the world was as big as Game of Thrones in the 2010s. It was water cooler stuff. Yeah. Hey, I had to watch... Me and you... I moved to New Mexico two and a half years ago. The first thing me and you did was watch Game of Thrones on a Sunday night. That's accurate. Huh. Hey, well, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, welcome to Mikasa. And I said, you got like an HBO subscription or what's up? <laughs> You're like, I, well, I pirate. Well, no, I'll just oh, give you mine. La, 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 la. <laughs> Statue of limitations, Fred. Allegedly. Allegedly. So I had Game of Thrones too. So we'll come back to you. Okay. All right. So we, what do we, we've done WWE and Game of Thrones, but we're probably going to take WWE off the list. Okay. I, I <laughs> le- leave it. Fine. This is probably not on your list, but this is my favorite of the decade. And I think it's the most important show on television right now. Black Mirror. <sighs> Have you seen and or heard of Black Mirror? Let me tell you why you're wrong. Okay. I'm not, in, me. I'm not into perverse stuff. Every episode of this program, and I've seen a couple, yeah. has a weird sexual undertone that just runs the entire gambit of the story, and that makes me very uncomfortable. Because you have so many weird sexual undertones every day of your life? Is that why? He represses yeah. it. His name was Russell, uh-huh. and he was a excellent checkout guy at the Target. <laughs> no, that's the, that, so the show, it just it cringes me. You know, it's Okay, it's the Twilight Zone for our generation. For perverts. No. You're a pervert. Perverts. Well, yes, I am, but that has nothing to do with Black Mirror. Every episode <laughs> of Black Mirror is a forced effort to make me wince. Yeah. At a weird, but every punchline's the same. I think it's thought-provoking. It's important. It makes you think about technology's impact on our life. And it's just brilliantly done. It's scary in a way that I've never seen anything be scary. I can watch a thousand horror movies and I'm not scared. I watch Black Mirror and it makes me think the way it makes me think. And I get scared. The the pilot episode is an episode about a politician and bestiality. Sure. That's that's how they're going to lay the groundwork for this thing. Yeah. 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 I'm not in. I think it picks up pretty big after that, but uh, yeah. That's my favorite. Are right, you ready for this one? Okay. And to be fair. To be fair. Letter Kenny is on my list. Ooh. Gosh, Letter Kenny Ooh. is so good. Vital, I know you do not watch Letter Kenny. 
You I, need. I have no. I, I know. I know Big Bang Theory, but I don't know Little Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Letter Kenny is phenomenal listener. If you want to laugh to some wholesome stuff, it, check out Letter Kenny. On this a, is kind of more comedy. This right? This yes. Kind of okay. So I no, we're doing both. We're doing both. But Letter Kenny is on my list. I've only ever watched it on Hulu. I don't know where else it is. In the past decade, nothing has made me laugh like Letterkenny Same. or Sunny in Philadelphia. Sunny in Philadelphia is on the list. Yeah. I don't watch it. I don't know it, but I know it's important. You understand its cultural impact. You watch Shit's Creek? I love it. So smart. Love it. Really good. Really clever. Really Eugene good. Levy kills. Shit's Creek is probably just an honorable mention on my list. I agree. Did you watch Nathan for You on Comedy Central? I wasn't into it. Oh, that gosh. One, that one missed me. That missed you? Yeah, it missed me. All right, it's off the list. It's not going for me. I saw a couple of them. And... I'm going Comedy Central again. Okay. Find a thing more culturally important than Key and Peele. Okay. All right. I get that one. Okay. I get that one because of its cultural importance, uh, the YouTube aspect of it. Brilliant. Because I've never seen a whole episode beginning to end, but I might have watched every single skit yes. on YouTube separately. And those two dudes. That was a big deal. By the way, they're doing everything. Sure. They're the voice of everything. They produce everything. They make they will own Hollywood. Right. Key and Peel is goddamn great. Whoever thought the two guys from Good Burger would be this popular. This, okay, that's that's <laughs> not who they are. It's not who they are at all. All right, what do you got next? Okay. Um Vital briefly touched on it, but I got Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Okay. Objectively. Not just because I've been here for a decade. And I love Albuquerque, and I love how it sh- it showed Albuquerque right. in such a positive light. There's my hometown. Yeah, it was. It's not just because it's so cool to see all you know all of my surroundings every episode, but it was phenomenally written. Cinematography was great, and they ha- they couldn't cast it a series any better than that. Brian Cranston. Oh my God. Hey, you know what I think I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, hear me out. Okay. I'm gonna take the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Try it out. I'm going to paint this picture of this desolate town. You want to take the dad? Try it out. (laughs) (laughs) And he's a drug dealer, cancer surviving, also slash dying, murderistic uh, high school teacher who is the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. That's who we're going to get. Sure. You know the dentist from Seinfeld? Let's get him. (laughs) Do you watch Brockmeyer? Love Brockmeyer. Vital, you watch Brockmeyer? I think I only saw it once. Hank Azaria, ooh-wee. So good. So good. He, it's like a show. If Ric Flair was a sports broadcaster, that's Brock Meyer. Here comes the pitch. <laughs> There's a open- I fly ball to left field. I hope you took your Valtrex because that ball is gonorrhea. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> So I got that's on my list. Is that on your list? Uh, for comedies, sure. Okay. You know, right, next, I didn't know you segregated them. I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm ending with a good one that we we talked about in the break. Stranger Things. I not. I don't even know what the opening music sounds like. Uh, sounds like uh, creepy '80s music. Okay. But its cultural impact was phenomenal. It took over the world. It's a you know happy-go-lucky, fun retro '80s throwback. Kids. Were the star of the show as opposed to adults and every other you know big show we got going on. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Okay, 
I don't know enough to say. We is, got it. Is that like Twin Peaks? It's a fun. It's a fun kind of mildly, wholesomely spooky '80s throwback series. You should watch it. I see the T-shirts at Target. Like I think you would like it. Yeah, I just don't have time for that. I say that a lot, and you're like, "That's the worst thing I ever saw." Van. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch Veep? I never got into Veep. Okay, you're messing up. Okay. Louise Dreyfus. Okay. Brilliant. There's a lot of Seinfeld undertones here. I almost went getting coffee and cars with comedians. comedians The Jerry Seinfeld Netflix. That could be an internet thing. We got to do internet later, right? Yeah, we got to do internet. All right, I'm I'm gonna round out because we're almost up against. I'm gonna round out with my my last uh, two here. Okay. Number two, and this is my number two, the newsroom. It was on HBO. I love it. So good. It's one of my yeah, honorable mentions. I, I think that's a good point. It didn't last long enough. It was only three seasons. Could you imagine the newsroom I it was five. now? Wasn't it five? I or don't was... know. I think it was three. Oh. Split the difference. I just yeah, Googled that's... it. Only 25 episodes, three seasons. Yeah. Great show. So good. Uh, the best cold opener I've ever seen. Ever. So good. That whole diatribe. Ooh. I just got chills yeah, thinking that, about that's it. That's true. I dead ass got chills. Aaron Sorkin did it with a cast of dudes who were better at doing it than anyone else who was doing it at the time. Sure. The newsroom is my number two. Okay. You ready for my last one? So good. Drop it. You're going to agree. Okay. It's Boardwalk Empire. Woo! Oh, so I, good. I love that one. That's also on my list. Okay. That's your number one? That's my number one. It was wow. so good. Yeah, that's a good it's one. It's the best show I have ever seen. HBO was doing it from that 2010 to 2014-ish. Oh and I know a lot of people love The Leftovers. It didn't make my list. Okay. Eh. eh. Boardwalk Empire is my number one series of the decade. When The Wire and The Sopranos finished and then Boardwalk Empire started, mm-hmm. they really hit the ground running. Like, that was a smooth transition in a TV that was just as good as Sopranos and The Wire. My last one, my guilty pleasure, Ray Donovan. You ever get down on Ray Donovan? From the texter, Van has good taste. Make sure you're taking notes. Uh, no, texter. Uh, thank you. Good looking out. Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. It's my guilty pleasure. You're talking about soap operas. Instead of your WWE, that's my Ray Donovan. I call it a, a brope opera for the bros, dog. And if you want to see like an Irish family say, sure, in every possible way, like it's a whole language. They say the word sure 20 times an episode, and it means something different every time. Especially if you it's live beautiful. on the East Coast. Yeah, it's very done very well. Well, there you go. Yeah, Ray Donovan's like my pint of ice cream show. I like curl up on the couch and get my bro on. I'm okay. In, I'm into the list. Oh, do you have another one? I got, well, I got one more. Give me the last one. Yeah, we agreed on this. You know, okay. The thought that you know, you're going to go out one day and play with your friends, and at the moment you're not going to realize that's the last time you ever went out I know, with your friends. I know exactly that moment you're talking about because you don't realize <laughs> that moment. You yeah. don't realize the last time you go out and play with your friends. The late aughts. In early tens, we were so spoiled by NBC with The Office. Oh my God! Oh, yeah, Thirty dude. Rock. Yes, and my favorite, Parks and Rec. That's they were all on at the same time from like oh eight oh nine all the way to two thousand fifteen. <sighs> like those three shows back to back to back, we were spoiled. It's never been better, and I don't think it's ever going to get that good on TV. There's. Okay, gosh, you're so right. Because there was a period, like in the early 90s, when you had Mad About You and Wings and Seinfeld and Frasier. Sure. And because you have the extra one, because there's four there. Right. 
I feel like you're in the mix. Wings, all-time underrated team. Wings is brilliant. Sure. You're going to put me in an airport in, in Maine and tell me to be passionate about it and it's not a Stephen King thing? Yeah. <laughs> that might be the one. A lot of people are going to say Friends. No, Friends is garbage. Overrated. If your Tinder profile is how much you love Friends, you and I will not be Friends. <laughs> Nothing wrong with your likes, whatever you're into, listener, but Friends is garbage. I do think a close second is that early 90s, Mad About You, Wings, Seinfeld, Frasier. Okay. Yeah. If you go back, there was even that period where it was like Cheers was in there like right before, because Cheers ended in like 92. There's a couple segues in there. There's yeah. A, yeah, but it wasn't the trifecta that ran like NBC did. Right. You're right, though. How about the Americans? I thought that was kind of interesting series. Not nothing like yeah, top shelf. That was for good. Me, yeah, I wouldn't have it top interesting. ten. I yeah. would put Katie Russell in a Star Wars movie. Sure, she literally was in the last one. Yeah, yeah. Her eyes were, and <laughs> <laughs> a tight bodysuit. Let's grab a break. When we get back, it's eight thirty. It's the witching hour. We're going to give you our top sports moments. Yeah, baby. Of the decade, you'll say ABQ Central ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal. And that's why I don't buy pickles from the movies anymore to individually bag a pickle it wasn't this decade but i'm never i mean it, it makes me sick i will i will put my hand in a communal jar you know how <laughs> you drink too much of one drink you can never drink that thing again oh you're talking about the american honey and last night okay <laughs> it's me with single wrapped pickles Ugh. can't do it that's the right answer vital before you guys jump into your next thing, I just wanted to put a plug in for Mad Men, that advertising okay, good call. show. Yeah. The episode was like, yeah. I don't know, five years it was out, about how they manipulated the industry and made advertising on TV what it was. It was pretty cool, based out of the 1960s in New York. Anyhow, that, that was one of my favorite. Texter and friend of the show, my father. Oh, okay. <laughs> text me that... Uh, Mom says if you don't mention blue bloods, you're grounded. So, I don't know what that is. I didn't mention blue bloods, so I'm, gr- I'm grounded. I think it's a Tom Selleck show. Yeah. It's that, Tom that's Selleck, not right? Bad. I like that. So not only do we appreciate the loyal listeners and textures, but this one was my dad. I love your family. And you know, oh, they're the best. I love them. You know what I'm more proud about? Not only do my parents still love me for whatever reason. And enjoy the show. But you know how long it took my dad to text that? That Yeah, that's kind of Probably it. like the first six segments of the show he was working on that. Do you ever think of how they would feel about you if they really knew you? Top sports moments <laughs> of the past decade. I got my list. It is short, but it is sweet. Okay. My list spilled over. I got too many. You start then. You start. Chop it down. Start spitting them. Got to chop it down. Beast mode. Okay, that's a good one. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined. About to win back-to-back championships. All you got to do... It's on my list. ...is just it's, hand them the ball. It's on my list. Smash it right over the goal line, and you're going into the Hall of Fame. You're on an all-decade team. Mike Holmgren. But they call a pass and then take it that, to that the house. That was Pete Carroll. That wasn't oh, my bad. Holmgren. Pete Carroll, thank you. You could not be more right. Malcolm Butler is on my list. Yep. 
Is it Beast Mode or Malcolm Butler? You it's call- Malcolm Butler. I'm calling it the Beast. No, Mode I'm not. Because you could have won. Beast Mode is when he ran, which is also maybe on it, when he ran that uh, inside, bounced outside, ran over everyone in existence, and then started a clothing brand. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Malcolm Butler's interception is on the list. I think it has more to do with Pete Carroll and Beast Mode than it does Malcolm Butler. He jumped the route. Tom Brady gave him a truck. <laughs> I got one. Hit me with it. My microphone's high. Get down here, buddy. Does LeBron winning a title in Cleveland go on the list? Uh, I got one. Because it's not a moment. That's like a, a moment. I got the moment. Okay, give that, it to me. Though. Give it to me. The block. Yeah, that's the one. When he when he comes all the way down. Game six, you're working on a comeback. <sighs> runs full court. Does a clean because usually those are fouls. I got goosebumps. If you got ah, nice, oh my god! If you got a block behind the back while they're doing a layup, it's almost always a foul. And he throws it off the backboard. He pins it. He pins it. He pins, pins it, it and twists it. It's beautiful. If you don't remember that moment, you do. Get out. Get out your phone. Go on the YouTube's. And then they won. Brought a ship back to the hometown, and then left again. <laughs> In pure LeBron fashion. <laughs> I hate it. Okay. 2016 Chicago Cubs. Ah, you beat me to it. That was my next one. Unfortunately, it's the best game seven I've ever seen. Back and forth. The Indians in the mix. 6-5 comebacks. 6-6. Six, 3-3. Six, three, three. Game seven. It was really good. It was unreal. The gods intervened in that game. The rain delay. Yeah. Ben Zobris all of a sudden being a world beater. Yeah. But there's not a, I don't think a single moment. The story is tremendous. But it doesn't have that moment. So it's off. But it's in, but it's off. As an Astros fan, yes. I get it. I get it. My futile organization middling around for 65 years i could only imagine what it's like to be a cubs fan for 108 years how many people do you think were born and passed away a cubs fan it's in the tens of thousands right that's not high enough who never saw a championship their whole live their whole lives never saw a championship you could have been you could have lived 107 years and never saw a Cubs championship. This is how crazy Cubs fans are. They blame the curse on a goat. <laughs> they blame the curse on some dork who doesn't know the rules in his own stadium. I got one. What's next? This is maybe the one. Okay. I'm going to take you back to 2014. Hit me with it. September 25th. Okay. 2014. What happened? In his final season. Is this another John Cena thing? Derek Jeter hits a walk-off single in his final at bat at Yankee Stadium. That's big. That's big. Now you just gave me chills. That was huge. Derek Jeter, final at bat, starting short. Now batting for the New York Yankees. Number two, Derek Jeter. Unreal. 
unreal, Vital. Do you remember this moment? Do you remember Derek Jeter? Yeah, I do. And he just, like, he's done his entire career. Oppo Taco. Oppo Taco. Hey, you know what I think I'm going to do, guys, in my final bat at Yankee Stadium in extra innings? I think I'm going to go win the game. Yeah, why not? You want to win a game? Try it out. Unreal. There's a regular God. There's like a regular God. Then there's a baseball God. Uh-huh. Had his, had his hands in that one. For sure. You think he's going to be unanimous? It wasn't extra innings, was it? It was bottom of the ninth. Yeah. The, How about that uh, kick six that he talked about, Auburn against Alabama? That was, That's, and it went yep. back and forth. The game was crazy. It goes to overtime, and that guy just runs it back for a score. Unreal. Unreal. The fans. The fans' reaction. The radio call, too, was incredible. But, yeah, I thought that was you know a great moment of sports in the decade. God, that Derek Jeter one, though. That was big. That gets me so hard. That's big. If I had a son, I would have loved to watch it with him. How about – this goes into the, the redemption stories, too. Okay. Tiger Woods wins a Masters. Okay, that's big. That's huge. Yeah, that is. You're easily the most dominant player in your sport. You go through injuries. You go through trials and tribulations in your personal life. Everyone discounts you. You got a couple homers out there, of course. You got a couple super fans out there, of course. But no one gives you a shot to ever come back the way you did. And he gets to hoist the trophy. Was it 19 years after his first? Yeah. It's amazing. And then 10 years after his last. I got chills. This is his last one since his last one. And when you're in Augusta and he's wearing the red on Sunday, that final putt is the moment. The celebration is the moment. Huge. Yeah. It's not on my list. That's not on your list. It's not bigger than Derek Jeter. Hmm. Because this is the final one. I don't know. I don't know. I put Tiger over Jeter. Okay. That's just me, though. What do you got next? 28 to 3. Yeah. 28 to 3 is that's the Super Bowl I was at. 28 to 3 has so many moments. Is it marred with weird officiating? I don't know. It's God. It's not on my list. It's not even bigger than the Malcolm Butler one, though. You don't think? Because it's not that moment. The biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Yes, by the best ever. Go. <sighs> Huge. I have, and it's without argument, the greatest sports moment of the last decade. Oh, here comes the John Cena. Vital. <laughs> Not only the greatest sports moment of the decade, the greatest story ever told. Game six of the 2011 World Series. David bleeping freeze. Oh, yeah. The St. Louis Cardinals, my St. Louis Cardinals, I'm at Bush Stadium, my St. Louis Cardinals against the hated Texas Rangers. Are they, though? Not a rivalry. No, it's not at all. <laughs> what? Is there a, a biggie to their Tupac? I'm an Astros fan. I don't even hate the Rangers. It's unreal to me. David Freeze 
corks one. And he, it's really two at bats. Your boy, Big Puma, Lance Berkman, gets on. Mm, love him. Love him. After, by the way, what would have been the best redemption story in all of sports if he hadn't killed a guy, Josh Hamilton. Okay. Had put the Rangers ahead. It should have been over. Yep. He had two redemptions. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Cardinals come back to win in extra innings on a walk-off home run after tied 9-9. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Tied 9-9 to in front of 48,000 people. He hits one to dead center, born in St. Louis, playing for the St. Louis Cardinals with Joe Buck, who is from St. Louis, broadcasting the game. And he says, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Woo. And I lose it. I'm still losing it. You know, we're talking about your uh, Clay Thompson story. I get this one a lot, too, with you. God, I love this story. It's a great moment. It's the greatest moment of the decade. Well, no, not even well, close. Not even close. So. But I understand its importance to you. What do you got? I'm, I'm really happy for you. How about one in 2010? The decision. Ooh. That's huge, right? That's huge. That's Braun James has his own television program to take a dump on his hometown. <laughs> take his talents to South Beach. I got a fun little fact for you real quick about Derek Jeter. You want to give it to me when we get he's, back? He's going to be a 100% oh. first ballot Hall of Famer. Needs to be. If Barry Bonds were to return to baseball and oh. strike out in 2,352 consecutive plate appearances, he'd have a higher on-base percentage than Derek Jeter. That's six and a half Are seasons of Ofer. Wow. Six and a half seasons of Ofer. Didn't play. One of them's not in the hall. Didn't play in New York. Yep. When we get back, we got a bunch of them we didn't hit on. What, 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 which ones do we want to get when we get back? I don't know. We have a little wild card round? A little wild card round. We're going to give you just some highlights of the last 10 from the texter. You're a great storyteller. Thank you. That's very kind. You listen to ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The sports animal. All right. We're doing the decade in review, and we did all the big ones that work for radio, right? We did the stuff sure. everyone can relate to. Sure. Music, TV, sports moments, athletes, yeah. blah, 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 franchises. This last five-ish minutes here, this is everything that we've – this is like our decade spotlight. This is everything that we think is worth a mention from the last 10 years. You want to lead or you want me to? I'll go first. Go first. I'll do a whole category for you real quick. Yes. Okay, I'm going to do – Scandals in the news. Okay, Stormy okay. Daniels. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, Stormy Daniels. Edward Snowden. Yeah, that's big. Edward Snowden did our country a favor and showed some of our government's corruption and malfeasance with our own national security advisory, how we don't have any personal privacy or protection for our own information. Patriot guy. And he got kicked out of the country. Then he wrote a book. It Run became away. a bestseller. Run and away. now the government is taking all the proceeds from the book, so he made it free. Yep. <laughs> the, the Panama Papers. You know this one, Fred? I do know of that, and no one talks about it, and I don't know why. No one talks about it, and we shouldn't be either. So we take it back. Do you remember the cultural phenomenon that was Coney 2012? Duh. It was a sham. 
It was a it was it went over on the internet before anyone knew how to work the internet. Sure. Coney twenty twelve told you to donate and help this warlord. Right. That to me was significant in a way that it changed how social media worked. Coney twenty twelve. Fake story diversion. <laughs> Give no attention to the Panama Papers. No. Okay. Weinstein and the Me Too. That Hard yes. Huge. That was huge. Hard yes. Good on you, ladies. You went a little too hard at the last minute. A lot, a lot of innocent dudes, but hell yes, good for you, ladies. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up this one. It's more of a concept, but the last ten years have done it. Vigilante reporting. Yeah. News via social media. Yep. And YouTube. Yep. I remember for the first time watching like floods in India right. on live YouTube streams. Yep. And this, I'd never seen this. I'd never seen people. Make the effort. So I'm going to say a big revolution in the last 10 years is like like non-reporters reporting. Yeah. Everyone's a news reporter. You have a news van in your pocket. Yes. Yeah. That is, a th- that is, yep. that is maybe the biggest innovation of the 2010s. Yep. I, I agree with you right there. Everything Trump. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's unreal. We talked about schadenfreude earlier. Oh, my God. It's unreal. We get a daily daily dose of schadenfreude. How do you go from from... Real estate mogul to TV star to president of the United States. It's crazy. That that story arc is well. Ne- you can't write it. I know there's a lot of division in our country about this, but just as like a cultural and social phenomena, this is insane. I'm gonna catch heat. Hit me with it, Colin Kaepernick. Okay, duh, duh. Still a story. Still a story. He gave up all of that. Jim Brown esque. Jim Brown asks, Colin Kaepernick, and you know it, we don't have to paint it. The 2010s are not the 2010s without Colin Kaepernick. I agree. You know, we were going to talk about famous deaths, but I want to talk about the death of something. All these ridiculous fads that we had in the 2010s. Custom ringtones. Planking. Yeah, planking was weird. The ice bucket challenge. That one did help a lot of people. I'm not going to shame that one. (laughs) Well, did what did it go to? Like one point five percent of all the money raised got to actually help people. T bowing, T bowing, T bowing was on there. The blue dress. Uh, who's the linebacker from USC? Fidget spinners with the fake girlfriend. <laughs> oh, uh, Teo. Yeah, you would you would Teo is just your got, arm around no one. Got Teo'd. Um, on demand programming in two thousand ten. Huge. I'll never go back. Huge. If it's music, TV, or whatever, on the innovation of on demand in two thousand ten is deserves its own thing. You got another hour, Vital? I got way more stuff. Streaming services. <laughs> Streaming services. The iPad was introduced in 2010. That's crazy. I na- Okay, online dating. This is the first time in my life. When I grew up, don't tell me your name, don't tell me where you live. Those were the two rules of the internet. Sure. The last 10 years is, who's the closest person to me and how quickly can I get to know them? Right. Crazy innovation. Which is how we met, by the way. That's we. I, so we say. <laughs> so we say. Anything we missed from the decade, Vital? Anything that you think we should have gave more love to? You guys covered your own very well. What about <laughs> the, the Tupac hologram? People thought Tupac came that out alive weird. on the yeah. Coachella stage. I got like news alerts on my phone that Tupac is alive and showed up at Coachella. Is, and then like 10 Argentina minutes later, is, correction, correction, it was a hologram. The all that deep fake stuff. Oh, that's so scary. Like get ready for all of the fake 
political everything in 2020. Absolutely. My grandma will not know the difference. Nope. She'll have no clue. I, I, I can think of some loved ones that will probably be catfished as well. They will They will be a-a-fooled. What are you looking forward to in the next decade, man? Oh, everything that we talked about, but better. Yeah, Space Force, I agree. Yeah. Vital, it was a good program today. Vital, was, you joined you Space Force? on top of your game. Ooh, uh, no. No? We're going to enjoy the bowl game today. Yeah, there Sim- you go. Symbiota Bowl downtown. My name is Fred Slow. Your name is Van Nunley. That's Mike Vital. Good job, everyone. Oh, we have more time than I thought. See, I yeah, why are you wrapping it up, 30, though? 30 seconds. Get, get ready for the bleed because we're letting it go soon. <laughs> Good job, everyone. GG. See you at the New Mexico Bowl and see you next week, Burke. Can't even keep tracking.